0: Welcome back to another episode of go be wyoming i'm your host aaron gray and on today's episode zach and i interviewed devin riley host of the blazing trails podcast devin is a wyoming native competed at the highest level in bareback riding and is a true embodiment of grit passion and work ethic i've known devin since high school being a couple years behind him i've always looked up to him as a mentor friend and role model it's been a couple years since I. Uh, We've had an in depth conversation today. Hopefully, you all enjoy us talking about how to face adversity, whether it's in sports, life, work, your relationships, as well as connecting to Devin's story and seeing why he is a model of Go Be Wyoming. Here's our interview with Devin Riley. Mm Welcome back, everyone. Today, our special guest is the host of the Blazing Trails podcast, Devin Riley. Uh, Devin and I go way back. We played high school football together. Uh, He was a mentor to me a little bit when I
1: entered high school. Um, Zach, did you ever meet Devin? Um, Well, so you actually came and talked to us a few times, Um, but yeah, not uh, like, you know, personally, but yeah, you came and talked to us, uh, I think both my junior and senior year. Yeah. 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 That's awesome
2: yeah that was that was pretty fun I I never you know because being on the football team they'd have you come on and you know they'd have we'd have guests come up and have you know a speech and then coach asked me to do it a couple times and it's like well what do I want to say or like what do you want to hear kind of thing and I think I was blessed enough to do it I think four or five years in a row yeah and every time was different. Sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I really hit the nail on the head. And other times, like, this is what I really wanted to say. Right. And like, I remember the first one was just, I wanted you guys to know what I wish I would have known at the time. Yep. And I don't know, I think just kind of leaving your emotions on your sleeve and kind of feeling, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm a very motivational speaker, <laughs> you know, but I, you definitely try and you want to make sure that you you just don't want their moment to go
0: to waste Yeah. You know, if I had any go to waste. So. Yeah. Well, Zach can probably tell you if he felt motivated. Yeah. Was, was <laughs> well, it okay?
1: No, I, I mean, that first one definitely stuck with us. So that was my junior year. That was the first time we won a state championship in about four years. Um, and so then the, my senior year, our motto was rough stock. Yep. Um, and so that was, I, I mean, that stuck with me. I think we all, um, it embodied um you and the the kind of you know, the talk that you had given us the year before in rough stock oh, so man. that was uh that was one of our motivations yeah. and kind of deciding factors for that well dang man that makes yeah. me feel really good <laughs> you know, yeah so you did good <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i still
2: actually got the after you guys won state i still got that 2016 state championship shirt that says Roughstock stock yeah, on the back and awesome. i think it was the 25th
1: state yeah. championship uh that one would have been What's yeah that would have been 25 yeah Yeah. so yeah i still got that shirt
2: it's one of my favorite
0: shirts yeah Yeah. it's awesome but no definitely it was that was a big honor yeah yeah. i really really like doing that yeah no it's uh um no that's cool (laughs) yeah i was gonna say my mugs here somewhere that those guys got for all the coaches those rough stock but uh well um i wanted to touch on that real quick just because of the connection here um in sheridan and going through the high school um Let's talk about, Devin, when you graduated high school um, and then did you get right into rodeo right away or how did that, how did you, were you rodeoing in high school? I don't remember. No, I never rodeoed in high school. Okay. I
2: So it's going to be a long story. So just hang on Love for it. the ride. So <laughs> I remember I was a freshman in high school and I was at the King's Ropes and there's a rigging on the rail. And I remember I was just getting into Chris Ledoux's music and really liked that. Yep. I've always, since I could walk, I wanted to be a cowboy and- I remember seeing this rigging, and there's this guy there that was a bareback rider. I don't remember his name, and he was just jacked, veins popping out everywhere, just fit, you know. Right. And he's like, "Man, you need just intense! I'm like, man, you gotta do bareback riding. It's so awesome!" And I saw that rigging there for like 200 bucks. It had a glove, the rigging, pads, cinch, and latigos. You know, just something you just you could get on with. So I was like, "Man, I got 200 bucks." So I went back, <laughs> talked to my dad and I'm like, "Hey, I want to try bareback riding." He's like, "Well." you know you're pretty small you need to get in shape you know i think you should let your body mature and then when you're ready you could get on but right now i think you need to focus on football and wrestling so you know i've always took my parents' word to heart and i was like well he's definitely looking out for me so i did i focused on football and wrestling and then after my senior year of high school I was kind of, I think everyone hits that point of like, what's next? Right. You know, and you kind of, you're in that bubble of the high school, right? So then you come out into the real world and you're like, well, at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to be do for work. So right. I was like, well, firefighting sounds pretty sweet. Get to help people, get to stay in shape, get to mm-hmm. do all this fun stuff. So yeah. I enrolled at uh, Casper College. They had the best fire science program in the state in I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to just go to school. I still right. wanted to stay active, and so I was looking at what sports they had. They had like track, or they had basketball, and but then they had rodeo. I was like, well, rodeo. It it was just always in the back of my mind, and anyway, so my uncle was like, hey, why don't you, you know, email the college coach and see what he says, right? So. Is, I still got the email today. I emailed him. I was like, hey, Tom, my name's Devin Riley. I want to ride bareback horses and I'd be willing to learn. But if not, I would still be game to help haul hay, you know, move stock, hold goats, set up barrels. I've, bull fought, I've fought bulls a little bit. What can I do? And so he emails me back. He's like, hey, if we get... Uh, Kelly Timmerman he was the 2004 world champion bareback rider on as a assistant coach we can take you on but if not hey sorry right so just so happens that Kelly got hired on so my dad and I drove down one day before, like when we got registered for classes at Casper and I sat down with Tom and dad kind of told him like, Hey, this is what he's done in football. This is kind of what he did in wrestling. And this is kind of his work ethic. This is how, what he'll put into it. Cause I didn't want to waste Tom's time and he didn't want to have his time wasted. Mm-hmm. So that first year was all just me learning you know, I rode, then we had a thing called the spur board, just pretty much just a board that looks like the shape of a horse. You put your rigging on it and you practice the spur motion. And I would do that for probably anywhere from 10 to 15, even sometimes as long as an hour every day. And I just remember just different pain. Like I'd have a shin, like a shin splint in your arm and just your heels hurt from kicking it. And I was just putting in, I was just grinding. And I rode yep. that thing probably over 100 times just to get in shape. And then you'd get on the bucking machine, and then you'd get on a saddle horse. And, you know, everyone knows what a bucking machine is. So be trying would to practice on that. And then you'd get on a saddle horse, and it's, you know, just practice your mark out, having your feet in the horse's neck, and they'd lead you around, trotting and loping and just getting the feel of that horse and how their skin moves and feeling that rigging between your legs and gripping it and lifting and... And how I would try to describe lift to people that are listening, it's it's not like lifting a weight, doing a curl or a deadlift. It's more like squeezing your glutes together and like arching your lower back. And that will keep your hips underneath your rigging and then pushing your hands so that you stay as close to that rigging as possible. Okay. But if people don't know what bareback riding is, give it a Google, look it up on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to try to describe yep. <laughs> all of it. There's so much to describe. But anyway, I remember getting on my first horse that fall. Okay. And he ran out there probably 30 yards, bucked twice, and I landed on my head. I just, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's so fast. Yeah, I didn't remember any of it. And then uh, the rest of that winter just worked out like a madman. And this is something that a lot of people don't know. Like in high school, I didn't really work out. I'd do like body weight stuff, but I never really lifted weights because mm-hmm. ha- I broke my back my freshman year playing football. So I was always kind of anti-free weights. Right, just body weight stuff. So then, when I got into college and working out with Kelly and these college rodeo athletes, like I really got into lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Not that I was a, you know, putting up big numbers, but just getting into it. Right. Yep. So I would be hitting the gym, riding the spur board every day, um, watching film, and just like we did in football, and being a student of the game. Yep. And that helped out a ton. And then I got on some that next spring, and then I just started amateur rodeo in that next summer gotcha and I worked at a ranch here in Sheridan called the NX Bar okay they're building fence with those guys and so like I just kept that same routine I would go build fence at 6 in the morning got off at like 4.30 then I'd go to the YMCA work out for an hour and a half then I'd go home ride the spur board watch film eat dinner go to bed do it again. Repeat. Yeah. And then I'd, we we'd, sometimes we'd work 410, so I'd have a three-day weekend, and then I'd go ride, yep. you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I'd go to the Cody Knight Rodeo. The entry fees were 25 bucks, and yeah. it's cheap. So, <laughs> you know, 70 bucks a weekend, and you have an opportunity to win 150. Yep. And get on okay horses. Yeah. So. Practice. Yeah. So that was, then I went back to Casper College again the next year, and actually got to compete. So, like, That first year, I just, quote, unquote, redshirted. Yeah. I didn't, because you have to buy a college card to ride. And just same thing like football. You have the four years of eligibility. So I saved my eligibility that first year. And so rode my sophomore year in college. Um, I think I ended up like eighth in the region that year. And got bucked off one horse. So I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. But definitely not where I wanted to be. I wanted to make the college national finals in Casper. Sure. So I got my degree at Casper and then I transferred to Gillette College. Okay. still at that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I mean, I could be a firefighter, but I just wasn't, wasn't clicking. I wanted a rodeo. So yeah. I got a scholarship to go to Gillette College and major, my dad's like, electricians get paid good. You should do that. So I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll major in that. Sure. Yeah. So, and then- Uh, I Where am I at So I went to Gillette Rodeoed there And then like The top three In each region Go to the college finals So that first year At Gillette Ended up third In the region Okay Went to the college finals Which is like the Rose bowl Of college rodeo So And how that works At the college finals You get on three horses In the long round Okay The top 12th In the average Go to the short round Gotcha So I think I was going Into the short round Like maybe 11th in the nation and draw this sweet horse in the short round called Little Linda, a, okay. paint, a paint horse of the Harry Vold string, and just awesome. And it was cool. I remember the announcers saying, "This guy's an electrician. It's time to <laughs> electrify the arena." And it just—I go out there and I ended up being like 81 points. I won the short round. Oh hell yeah! And, and it bumped me up to like seventh in the nation. So like I was pumped. And yep. then do a fast forward. I went to another year at Gillette. Ended up third in the region again, come back in again to the college finals, made the short round again, and ended up placing, I think, sixth in the nation. Okay. And then after I had that one more year of college eligibility, and I was like, well, what am I going to do with this college eligibility? And I had a buddy that was in Texas going to school at Stephenville at Tarleton State University, and it's kind of like... uh, it's it's a rodeo college okay like it's i'm trying to think of like a good example where like going for football if you're going to alabama or ohio or any of them big big college football towns that everyone knows it's that's what that's what stephenville is okay there's more rodeo for rodeo gotcha there's more world champions in stephenville texas than anywhere else in the world okay so uh went there i actually was one of like 12 people that had a full ride to go there okay so like that was a huge feather in my hat and um, I'm gonna fast forward forward to that year yep like I didn't major really in anything I just majored in <laughs> rodeo <laughs> so that's all right I just took some fun classes and anyway I ended up third there's some with third I took third at col- that region year that year again and made the college finals went in the short round I think like third in the nation and I drew this horse that is just a bucking fool and had a lot of moves. This exact horse actually bucked off one of my good buddies that can ride dang near anything and knocked him out cold the year before. And so, like, I was nervous, got on him about seven seconds. My hand slipped out and blew me out the back door and dropped me down to 11th in the nation, but I definitely would have been the top two. And the guy that won the nation that year is now a three time world champ. Okay. <laughs> so we had some stiff uh, competition. Yeah, competition. But what was also cool about that year at the college finals in 2015 was I was a part of like, you also, you know, rodeo is very um, just a single person sport, but they did it kind of like wrestling would in high school where you get points for the team. Okay. At the college finals. And for like, if you won first in the round, you'd get 60 points. Well, anyway, I was a part of that team there at the college finals for Tarleton. And we ended up winning the national championship as a men's team. Okay. So it was cool to be a part of that team. Yeah. And that's where I feel like in my life, I've always been very blessed to be part of good teams. Sure. You know, I like, always prided myself and being, a, you know, worked hard as an individual, but I've always seemed to flourish with a team. Yeah. So, you know, like with high school football, with, you know, the college rodeo. Mm -hmm. And so then after 2015, my mind was like, well, why do I want to work? I want to see how far I can go with this and see what my full potential
0: was. Yeah. So... I'm sorry, everybody. This is a really no, long-winded story. Uh, no, you're good. That's no, great. this is good. This is good because i I, I don't know. I did not know this personally. So, and I don't, I don't know Zach if you've heard this either. So yeah. keep going. Okay. All yeah. right. So then, after 2015 in the
2: PRCA, you, uh, to, to be a professional rodeo cowboy, the first time you buy your car, your permit is what it's called, and so anyone can buy it. You buy your permit for like three hundred bucks, and once you quote prove yourself, you win. If once you win a thousand dollars in the PRCA, you have the opportunity you can buy your card, and that's an extra five hundred bucks to buy your card. And what when you buy your card, that first year you're on your card is, okay. your, is your rookie year. Gotcha. Okay, so since I was in college, the previous five years or the four when I was rodeoing there for college. Since you're in school, you can buy your permit a couple years in a row. Okay. If you win money as long as you're in school. So, once I was done with school and I was living in Texas, and rodeos, professional rodeos start in the, the season for rodeo starts October 1st and goes till the end of September. That's the calendar year for rodeo. Okay. So, since I was down in Texas, I was like, well, 2015, I'm gonna buy my card and I'm gonna go hard. Yeah. So, I bought my card. And rodeoed that year, and I ended up hitting close. I think I hit ninety-two rodeos in two thousand. Holy cow! <laughs> I went to more rodeos than any other rookie that year, and the the guy that won it won like thirty some thousand dollars. The guy that took second made like twenty-nine thousand, you know, five hundred. Yeah, and I made twenty-nine thousand. 400 yeah he beat me by like 100 bucks <laughs> <laughs> so then back to third i got yep. third again <laughs> in the Bristol yeah. rookie of the year race and i think i ended up in the top 50 in the world okay which i was pumped about and then you know just the more you do it the more you learn and sure i gotta travel with some world champions gotta travel and make some good friends doing it and i pro rodeoed for I mean, I rodeoed total for about ten years, but right I pro rodeoed for about six. Okay, and so you know, did that, and then here this last year I rodeoed. It made circuit finals. I think it was two thousand, and it would have been two, the start of two thousand twenty. Okay, was when the circuit finals was for the Montana. And do you want me to explain what circuit finals is? Yeah, what's the difference okay. there? So. Yep there's nine different circuits in Wyoming excuse me wow there's nine different circuits i believe in the united states and it might be plus or minus a couple but like so Montana is its own circuit Wyoming and Colorado is the mountain state circuit then you got Texas the Texas circuit and it's the the United States is broken up in the circuits gotcha okay so when you ride at those rodeos in those states so for example for me i chose Montana as my circuit okay so as being a a member of the Montana circuit if you you gotta ride in fifteen rodeos, and then they to even qualify for circuit finals, and then once you place in the top twelve money earners in the circuit, then you qualify for circuit finals. Okay. Once you meet those qualifications. Gotcha. And then you go there and you ride three horses, and you have chances of buckles and money and saddles and all the stuff because they have like the eager end and the the average winner at the circuit finals. Okay. So anyway. Um this is going to get into a longer story, so just prepare yourself. Yeah, this is good. You're going to <laughs> really, learn a lot about me today. So I uh, was going to circuit finals, and kind of in the background, since 2018, I was losing grip in my hands. Okay. And a lot of people don't know this. I try to keep this a little under wraps. And, sure. You know, since we're catching up here, I'll tell you. So, yeah. And I was losing strength in my hands, and I couldn't tell why. I didn't know what was going on. I saw some doctors. They thought it was this, that, and the other thing, but no one really knew. And so I went to that circuit finals. And I was working with this doctor out of Texas And he's really been a blessing in my back pocket And I, you know, I sent him my MRIs And I was losing muscle in my hands And my forearms And I was just getting weak And I couldn't use my hands when they get cold And, you know, like buttoning shirts And zipping my pants was a real issue And yeah. I was like, man, what the heck's going on? Right. So, anyway I ride my first horse at circuit finals Do very well placed And then that night The next day, I think He calls me And I was in the car with my girlfriend he's like, man I don't think you should get on I'm like why He's like man You got some stuff On your neck Like I'm worried that If you get bucked off Or land wrong Like you're gonna be You're gonna be messed up Or yeah. you're be dead Like Oh yeah, So like I'm sitting here Like kinda freaking out Hearing this news So I had a big powwow With my mom, dad And my girlfriend And all these people That care about me And you know I wanted to Bounce this off Their You know Bounce it off And see what they think And yeah, at the end of the day My mom's like You know Which surprised me She's like I think you need to get on The next two Like if you don't get on them You're gonna you know regret it forever so Anyway I got on my, The next horse And I've been on him four times he's a bucking fool His name's Joe Dirt and I rode him the worst I've ever ridden him and, But I got him covered and then the next round I got on this horse called Prairie Rose Of Sankey's and just a bucking electric Fun horse and ended up placing In the round and ended up placing I think Fourth in the average I think maybe Top four or three in the circuit Overall Anyway, after that, they, I got, a, got into the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Because we still can't figure out what the heck's going on with right. the hands, man. Like, it's getting worse. And so get there. They do an EMG, blood work, MRI, kind of bells and whistles to make sure everything's okay. And they end up telling me I have this nerve, I don't know if you want to call it disease or disorder or something, right? Okay. They yeah. don't know what causes it or really what stems. I mean, they show that they, some of them think that neck injuries could cause it or stem it okay all it it's a it's a kind of like a chronic wasting of your forearms and hands gotcha and they don't know how to fix it all they could really tell me is that it plateaus to three to five years okay so i'm just like great (laughs) you know like there's nothing i can do even work on it yeah you know so like you know i got so ever since that i got that news came back It's like, well, hanging on to a rig and you need some forearm strength. Yeah. And so I just, I made the decision to hang up bareback riding. Sure. Just because of just being able to hang on and don't want to cause you more damage. You know, football, wrestling, bareback riding, very hard on the neck. Yeah. But, uh, so that's why I had, I hung up bareback riding. And actually this, this last week, I actually went to Mayo Clinic again, did another checkup and see how everything was going. And they said like, it kind of looks like it's plateauing. So hopefully that's good news and I can keep it going and keep getting stronger and they don't know much about it. So I'm yeah. kind of open to anybody that maybe knows something about it yeah. or if they have something that I think might work to get some forearm strength back. But it's uh, it's been a fight, man. It's yeah. definitely a shot to the, the old ego and the pride and all the other <laughs> stuff, man. It, it, it messes with you. There's been definitely some tears shed over it. But Absolutely. definitely for me, I'm lucky to have people in my life that are very positive and keep pushing me to be better and to, you know, just every day, even if I start maybe kind of going down a negative route, they'll kick me in the ass and yep. get <laughs> but, you back, get me back on track. Yeah.
0: So no, that's good. Um, yeah. I love, do you, uh, I think was your mom, right? Do you think you would have regretted if you wouldn't have got on those last oh, two?
2: hundred percent, man. I would always be thinking, what if yep. I didn't, I wanted to be the one that I want to be the one that decides my fate. Yeah. I don't want anyone else to dictate it, but me. So that was, that was definitely a good one. And especially, you know, you know i'm sure her being a parent and you know definitely a mom doesn't want to see her kid get hurt right. or even have that you know risk so no definitely my parents have definitely supported me in everything i did so yeah definitely blessed there but it's awesome yeah man and then after that i uh started i got a job with an electrical company okay and i'm not gonna dive too far down this because <laughs> it's definitely a learning experience for me but like working with the wire nuts with my hands like it was just a real pain and the I was just—I was a negative environment for me. Like I was at that transition like period where I didn't know what I wanted to do because I just lost my um, who I thought I was as a person, being a bareback rider and a rodeo cowboy. Right. I felt like that was stripped away from me, so I kind of wasn't—I didn't know who I really was at that time, you know, because I put so much of my identity into being that thing. And then I was just around people that were just negative they weren't driven they weren't did would have nothing good to say and I went down a dark kind of a path there for about six months and then you know that's why I I really wanted like very blessed to have like my girlfriend that she's like hey you're not the person that you should you need you are like yeah. you're you're not positive like you were you're not all this so she's like you need to make a change I'm like all right all right like <laughs> okay all right you know and like it's definitely a shot to your ego when you're telling like you're being told by someone you love that hey you know we need to change some shit so, you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so but uh you know and i listened and i started looking for another job started putting out some positive vibes and started doing this and i ended up getting a job with ups as a driver and it's been the biggest blessing got out of that negative environment and you know like you always hear them quotes like if you're the you know, the you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be surrounded by smart people. You know, if you want to be the most, um, if you want to be a millionaire, surround yourself with millionaires. If you want to be a positive person, surround yourself with positive people. You know, at that job, I wasn't surrounded by people that were going to make me better. So I made a change, you know, and I'm not here to talk smack on those people like they're doing their thing. And I wanted to, I wanted something different for myself. So anyway, so I got a job with UPS and it's great listen to audiobooks and podcasts all day and uh yeah i get a workout and i've been just right now i have just pretty much in a transition period of my life where i'm try- trying to find that next thing and trying to stay positive about my hands and still just grinding man love it so anyway yeah. sorry about the long run no that's that's, <laughs> that's what's happened since you haven't seen me in high school that's kind of the whole
0: <laughs> that's 10 years of my life right there no that's good up. that's wonderful and i you know i'll say my stepdad joe he He retired, I think, let's see, eight years ago from UPS. He was there 30 30 plus years, and he loved it. And he same thing when he was growing up in Rock Springs. He's like, didn't know what he wanted to do. And, you know, at the time, UPS was kind of an early thing, but his parents kind of were like, look, like, you need to challenge yourself or to find something. So anyway, so no, I that's that's awesome that you got um you got people in your corner and and pushed you to to do that and uh that's why we have this show zach and i is like we want yeah. we want to hear those stories about tough gritty wyoming people out here <laughs> and that's, um yeah i hear you man And that's the one thing i'm so proud to be you know to have part of my name is that
2: i'm from wyoming yeah and get a well be a wyoming cowboy or just be just say that i'm from here because mm-hmm. i, I it's something that no one can take away. Yeah. It it's definitely close
0: to my heart. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Um, I want to do, I want to ask you though too, we didn't touch this on your, your story here. Yeah. When did you start your, your podcast? how did that come about? <laughs> oh. Cause you've been doing that for, um, about four years, yeah. five years. Yeah. I think yeah. It's five years. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, what, well, let me ask you this. What, what made you like, what was the light bulb moment of like, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. So we
2: were, uh, me and my buddy Nate McFadden went and rode at Guyman, Oklahoma it was in 2016 and I remember thinking just going down there I was like there's not there's not many podcasts that really talks about rodeo or what we do or mindset or positivity in that realm and I was talking to him I was like well I I wish somebody would do that I wish you know I wish I would love to hear it from a world champion's perspective and this and that and the other thing and you know I was like well why me talking about someone else doing it why don't I just do it so we're sitting here driving up and down the road. I'm like, all right, buddy, I wanna I wanna practice this. Let's see if it works. So I took out my iPhone, I put it on voice memos, I stuck it in between us like this. And I was like, all right, man, here we go. And boom, hit record, and we winged it for 25 minutes and shut it off. And what was cool is my traveling partner, Nate, he's just pretty soft-spoken guy don't say too much he's got some one-liners but he's just pretty quiet but then that in that podcast he blossomed and told me some things I've never heard before and right. some advice that like I think I always ask him what advice would you give on the show and he's he's like do your best and God will do the rest I'll remember that till the day I die and love that so anyway I was like man that was, was kind of fun he's like yeah man that was really fun <laughs> so we, I, I saved it in my voice memos. So I didn't post it or nothing yeah man but i Two or three weeks later, we go to Lubbock, Texas. My buddy Sam Stewart with Bar X Leather. He is, he's in there. He's got a heck of a personality. And it's like, Sam, let's do a podcast. Let me try this thing out. And he's pretty quiet. We did the show. And it was fun too. You know, just us shooting, shooting shit, just talking, having yep. a good time. Yep. And uh, anyway, I, he's like, Hey, I got a gal up in Canada that knows how to kind of post these things and kind of can get you set up. So the next two days when we had off, like, I was just on the computer trying to figure out how to upload these things, and looking back on it now, it really wasn't that complicated, but to me, new, trying oh, yeah. to it over the phone and so much technology, and me just being just a dumb cowboy, I was like, what the heck is going on here, <laughs> man? So anyway, I ended up getting it posted, and I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post the first two, and, and the, uh, what was funny is when I first thought about trying, I'm like, oh, this will be super easy. I'll just record it, and I'll post it. Oh, No. It's so much more than that. Yeah. You literally, so you got to get the recording and then if you got the software, you can edit it and then you got to upload it and then you got to write a description and then you do some hashtags and you got to post and let people know when you're going to post it and once it's posted, <laughs> then you got to try to promote it so people can at least know where to find it and listen to it and yep. hope that they listen to it. It just turned out to be a whole lot of work. <laughs> but, so, anyway... I just enjoyed it after that and that's how I just started doing it and at first like I was kind of in the rodeo realm there wasn't many there wasn't any people talking rodeo cowboys right and I I don't want to say that I was the first one doing it but no one was doing it in that realm yeah now that it's a thing you know because podcasts everyone seems to have a podcast now but what's cool about them is even if everyone's got them no one's hearing your perspective right Yep. so Anyway, now there's a lot more rodeo podcasts out there now. Sure, but it's it's cool to listen back where I got to interview some of these people before people like they knew about them, but not in that aspect. Yeah, or like because most of the time, if you listen, to interviewers talk to athletes. Like you know, say, p- football. You have them. You know how was that play? Would that play make you feel like you know? And you know they get the typical answer. Yep, but since I was a rodeo cowboy and they were rodeo cowboys and cowgirls I could ask questions in a different aspect of, mm. not saying my questions were better but I was more on a you know even playing field with them yep so and try to figure out what to draw out of them yeah but it was just it was fun and then I didn't want to be limited to just the cowboy realm sure at the time that's what I was in that's what I wanted to talk about but I didn't want to be narrowed down in that aspect because I can only grow so big there's only so many times you can hear about somebody, well, that horse bucked real good. Or, yeah. You know, I got that calf <laughs> down. And it's like, you know, and they have, you know, they usually grew up from a rodeo family, and if they didn't, they also, we also have heard those stories too. So I want to just interview people that I found were had that work ethic Mm. that Wyoming drive like we were talking about that just go out there and they're not going to take no for the answer they're going to put their head down and they're just going to grind it out and you know maybe been through some trials but they come out on the other side tougher and better Yeah. so that's those are the kind of people that I wanted to interview and like what also is in the back of my mind I was thinking like you've probably talked to somebody and got done with the conversation you're like man I wish I would have recorded that. Like, that was so yeah. motivating. Like, yes. I just want to go to the gym or I want to read this book or I want to start my business or whatever it is. Like is. You're so pumped up. Yep. And I wanted to find those people that no one knew mm-hmm. who they were, interview them, have them tell their story because I think their story is great and have them get, that, get it out there, get them people heard that they yep. probably otherwise wouldn't have been heard. Absolutely. And, man, and there's some people that I kick myself for not being more stubborn about pestering because now they're gone. Sure. You know, because I had a buddy. Um, he was more like a grandfather father to me. Like he worked on the ranch that I was there. He was the coyote hunter out there. Okay. And I uh, His name was Alan Alderson. And I was like, okay. Alan, you need to get on my show. And I just started it. I had maybe six episodes. He's like, ah, no, nobody needs to hear from me. But like Alan's... Alan's dad like they kind of like helped start the wild rodeo you know okay like, like he has a history here like yeah the bones like if you read any history on Wyoming like the bones brothers okay his yeah. dad was like big bones alderson like it was just anyway <laughs> he had some crazy stories to tell yeah. when I'd go crowd hunting with him he'd tell you some cool stories and I'm like man those stories needed to be heard mm-hmm. and you know just me being young and naive and not stubborn enough I didn't pester him enough but, yep but no, it's uh, no anyway. So I just wanted to get people like that on the show, yeah. and that's what's kind of kept me motivated. I'm, not, you know, I have a couple small sponsors, but it's not really about that. It's more about hearing the story, and I just
0: want to keep it true to myself. Yep. So no, that's awesome. Anyway. That's how it kind of got going. Yeah. No, that's that's great. And we were just talking kind of, we were uh, talking about the scheduling, like how to how many we put out, how many you guys are putting out. And it's, um, where everyone's different, and everyone's got you know, uh, I don't know, just a different schedule of kind of the episodes or different identity, I guess. Um, What was I going to say? Shoot, Zach, do you have any questions for him?
1: Well, so you kind of mentioned some adversity that you had to face early on in your, uh, you know, in high school and stuff. But I wanted to ask how that, you know, kind of helped shape you and get you ready for a rodeo. And then some of the other, um, you know, other things that you were doing at that time or just as you were growing up that kind of helped shape your personality. Because not everybody can just go and start riding a, a bronc or a bull, right? Like there's, I think there's a very serious, like mental um, state that you got to be in um, to, to do that.
2: No, I, I hear what you're saying. And I feel maybe this is just me being me, but I feel like anyone can do anything they want to do. Okay, And It's having that belief in that desire, that burning sure. desire that you want to get it done. Right. Because if you look at that, uh, that obstacle or whatever it is, and you're like, you know, that would be cool to do. But you have it with that, tone, yeah. you're not gonna do it. you think it'd be cool, but you don't have that. But when sometimes when you see something, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Where do I go? Who do I bug? Who do what do I watch? Right. What do I buy? What do I do to learn this? How mm-hmm. do I get into it? And that that's what it takes. And you know, honestly, you know, it's like it's kind of like that question is it nature versus nurture? You know, sure, or are leaders sure. born or are they made? You know, I feel like in my opinion it's you can make yourself whoever you want to be mm-hmm. I feel like leaders can be made like some maybe you have a step ahead but they still have to be made they have to put, sure. put through that adversity so like my parents when I was young if I started something had to finish it whether I liked it or not mm-hmm. if I made that commitment to start had to finish so like maybe I was doing something I didn't like but it kept me gritty to, to do that and then uh, I don't I wish I had a blueprint for people that you know how they can get into something like that but I feel like if you have that rolling around the back of your mind that hey I think that'd be cool to do and I think you should try it and that's kind of like I'm going to go a different direction with kind of your question Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what I want to show with the show with my show like Blazing Trails Sure, everyone's blazing a trail you have your own story to tell you're blazing your trail through life which is way different than his so when they come on my show they get to tell their story they get to tell their tale right and so like that's I want to like as being like a leader and I I strive that's what I want to lead people mm-hmm. and I want to show people that hey if you're scared to try something new you I've never heard of you know there's that quote that you never hear anyone on their deathbed rec- you know regretting all the things they tried sure. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. so <laughs> you definitely want to get definitely try it and so that's like with me, I'm, I, I, my next thing I want to do. And now that I'm putting it out there for people to listen to, I got to stick to it. Cause now <laughs> I like, to, like my biggest pet peeve is when people tell me something they don't follow through drives me nuts. Right. So, you know, I'd, I want to do some YouTube stuff and just showing people, Hey, I've never done this before. I thought this would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be my journey going through it. And you're going to see it. There's gonna be a lot of failures, but with these failures is that's, that's how you learn. you know think about walking when you're a kid you fell down a hell of a lot before you started walking so you're gonna have them failures but then that's what keeps you going so and I hope I don't sound like a cliche like any other motivational Instagram page but (laughs) it's uh, that's that's the way i look at it i feel yeah. like you can do anything as long as your mind's put to it and you have the right reasons
1: right yeah no i think that's a great that, that's exactly what i was looking for is okay. like just the the ways that you go about right it's committing to it 100 percent. and yeah. if that's and then exp, trying it right you never you know don't knock it till you try it i guess oh. or you know putting yourself out there exploring and and trying these different things and seeing what what really uh speaks to you and and uh is, uh, is rewarding in its own ways.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. If you don't know, you won't know if you don't try it. And right. this is going to bring back to what you wanted to talk about, Aaron. Uh, you wanted to ask about like doing this, the Cloud Peak Classic bodybuilding deal, right? <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, we can get into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't want to dive too far down it because I know you've already had some great guests talk about it. But uh, like for me, I was thinking about, you know, when I was in that search of like, what's my next thing I want to try? What's going to push me? And I was like, well, what scares me? You know, and I think, like, guys, they don't want to seem like they're scared of anything, but it's all right to say that you're scared of it. It's when, yeah. you, when you back down of it, then it makes you just seem like a coward, and that's what bothers you on the inside. So, yeah. like, what scares me is getting up on stage pretty much naked and being judged by people doing something. So I was like, well, dang, I go to the gym anyway. Might as well try a bodybuilding show. Right. I'm not saying I have to do 100 of them, but... I want to at least do one to say I did it. Yep. You know, and I'm not going to half-ass it. Like I'm going to definitely put in the work to show, you know, so I have no regrets because if you do it, you know, half-ass people are, you're going to look at yourself and be oh man, I really didn't. You have that excuse of saying, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't yep. give it my all. Yep. So, I've been training like a madman Trying to get better And like today Came over Sheridan I worked with Danny Harnish mm-hmm. And she showed me some posing deals just to kind of Fine tooth that And uh, My girlfriend was taking some videos And writing down notes So I got stuff I can practice In the mirror And we saw some things that Are maybe lacking That I need to work out harder Right And so Right <laughs> We're gonna definitely Be killing it These next 9-10 weeks in the gym To be ready for The show So yeah that's that's the thing is i've never done one am i gonna be good at it i don't know yeah. but i want to have that little piece of competition i want to have that uh the nerves again yeah. <laughs> and just something that's gonna test you yeah. you know like with football you have that person that's across from you each play wrestling you got to cut that weight plus you know you have that little controlled battle yep. rodeo it's the same thing um uh, so this is just a different aspect of that And kind of I just want to live up to my motto You know If I'm expecting other people to do it And I don't hold up my end I'm a, I'm a fraud And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to be that I'd rather Just lead by example yep. And I'm not saying everyone has to follow me But
0: um, I just want to be some I just want to don't make it a little positive yeah 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 <laughs> i want to hit on when you were talking to zach there and then talk about the bodybuilding show yeah one thing that hopefully everyone's listening to this especially your story like um we were talking about that blink you know it's that yeah. gut that gut decision and just go with it. But then also there's a big butt of, Hey, that's great. You've committed, like you're going to do it, but you've been putting the work in. And then like, um, I think I go back, I'm going to go all the way back when you emailed uh, Tom and Casper. Yeah. You, you not only said, I want to try it, but then you also gave him this like, "Hey, I'll kind of be the freaking water boy. Like, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do if I can be around." And I think that's like another like, you've got that gut feeling. But then also like, I'm ready. I'm I'm here to work. Like, I'm not just gonna show up to the posing sessions with with Danny and you know like, okay, I, I was here at the po- like and not put the work in leading up. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was. Um, I want to make sure everyone here like, yeah, Devin's. You've got kind of that courageous like. I'm just going to do it. But there's also that, you're going to put the work in though, that people don't really see. And that's, there's another thing too,
2: is like typically as human beings, I feel like we're very tribal. You know, like we have our, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, like you got your, I guess, well, let's just talk in high school terms. You got your jocks, you got your nerds, you got your cheerleaders, like you got those, but we also have it in today's age. So like, you know, you got your cowboys, you got your ranchers, you got your farmers, you got your hipsters, you got your skate, like People get it, right? Yep. So, like, to, you got to almost prove yourself to fit into that group. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know how people talk about cowboys being, you know, they'd let anyone kind of, you know, come in as long as they show their worth. Like, I, when I first started riding bucking horses, I felt kind of, like, alienated for the first year. Because all those guys that have proven, proven themselves in high school rodeo and even in college rodeo, they're looking at me like, this kid's never been on one. You know, he, he dresses like a fool because, you know, there's certain ways that cowboys dress yep. and you can tell it apart from somebody that doesn't know. Right. And, uh, so it'd be like showing up to a football practice wearing like soccer cleats. Yeah, You know, <laughs> people are like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah. So anyway, once, the, but once I start showing them that I'm not going anywhere, Mm-hmm. I'm here I was the first one At the morning workouts I was the First one to show up To practice You know I'm here Riding the spurboard Longer than the other College athletes And getting on The bucket machine Double time And just putting The work in You know That's that's the thing I think a lot of people Are scared to put The work in nowadays Yep. And not saying That I'm some saint That just works All the time But like You definitely Got to put in the time mm-hmm. If you want to see The results Yep So Yeah
0: man Just a lot of It's a lot of hard work Yeah that's awesome yeah? yeah no that's good stuff <laughs> um, talk let's talk a little bit about um, you know moving forward you had yeah. you had that um, you know you got the, that news kind of about your hands um, kind of going through that um, kind of dark patch and I think for anyone that's listening I think everybody does you know what and and probably maybe multiple times you know who knows Yeah. Um, I think you hit on one key thing that helped you out was you had a lot of great people in your life that one were blunt and were like hey you need to make a change like and and uh, what I like about that is you need to make a change um, you know you could have easily blamed it on oh these guys you know these guys are terrible to work with this you know this and that but so that's one one big key is you got you had people in your corner what are some other things that I that helped you you think kind of get out of that uh, transition or maybe helps you stay out of that stay out of that, that hole. Maybe being more observant about it. I wish I would before I went into
2: that interview, you know, you hear all these good things about you know the person say you're going to go work for, right. But maybe you need to go feel what, what you feel, be around them and just introduce yourself and look around their shop. Is it something or whatever job, whatever work environment you're going to be in, mm-hmm. look around it and see if it fits your standards. You know, are their trucks clean? Are their trucks sharp looking? Are they painted on the outside? Are they rusty? Are they falling apart? You know, yeah. is, is, the, is the shop clean or dirty? Like, what what standard are they holding? You know, what are the people, your coworkers like? Or what are, the, what are they around? Or, you know, and like, for me to get out of that, um, I feel like if someone's going through, like, just like, I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron. Like, if you're going through a dark spot in your life, make a change. If you're, if you're, you know, and especially when you're in them dark times like it feels like you have the weight of the world on you and you don't want to do anything. Like right. the last thing you want to do is get off the couch. The last thing you want to do is eat something healthy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the the snowball effect. Like I don't even know if that's the right effect. Like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you once you start putting one foot in front of the other and get moving in that direction. Like you know what? I'm yeah, I'm depressed, but you know what the hardest thing to be is to get off the couch, and go to the gym because I know after a workout I feel better or reading a book mm-hmm. and start implementing something positive each day. And, and just say, for example, if you're, you're in that bad environment, but you think you, you see these people over here, they're like, man, they always seem like they're having fun. Go ask them if you can be part of their group. Yep. what's the worst thing they're going to say is no Yeah. you know but if you keep showing up just like in the like switch like we were talking about earlier yeah. you Just if you keep showing up around them you know not that you have to be creepy but just be in the same kind of proximity doing your own thing eventually they're going to be like hey who's, what's your name and then oh I'm so and so and what are you guys doing what do you, it looks like you guys are having fun what are you guys doing oh we're doing this you want to come join it's, you don't have to just be creepily staring but if you have yeah. yourself kind of in that <laughs> in that zone yeah put yourself in that environment that you want to be in. Yep. And just like surround yourself with those people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. I wish I could give all the examples in the world, but whoever's listening, find that, and you already, they already know, whoever's listening has this thing in the back of their mind, like, yep, this is something I'd like to do. Well, who's the best at it? Yep. Are they, in, are they in Wyoming? Are they in Sheridan? Are they in, you know, Denver? Denver's not very far. Yep. And if it's something that's going to put you in that right frame of mind and right deal, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Better, Good people are going to make you better. Yep. You know. Well, if, and I think we were talking about the, you know, put yourself with other, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, go hang out with the millionaires, figure out where, the, you know, where they're at. Or, um, you know, yeah, like you said, whatever profession you want to do, who's the best or where are they at? Yeah. Go, go be with them. Yeah. And then those people, once they,
2: and you, you kind of have to prove yourself in a little ways yep. because, you know, them people have their guard up because they have everyone wanting to try to, you know, They want, everyone wants them to mentor them. Yes. But if you show that, hey, I'm willing to show up early, I'm here to take notes, I'm not here to
0: use you at all. I just want to be a sponge on the wall. I want to be a a fly on the wall. Yep. So, yeah. That that was great, and I want to ask you this, because you've been around some great, uh, successful rodeo athletes. I think you mentioned something that I think everyone can can attest to about you mentioned like the workspace environment of when you're being observant, right. And talking to these people, um, cause I've been in situations where I'm like, yep, that's something I've always been like, you know, if they're not taking care of where they work or they don't take care of themselves, that's a big indication of, you know, they're probably not the best people we need to be hanging around around about. Have you found, is that kind of the same for rodeo athletes, successful rodeo athletes? You know, if you look back and you're like, you know, Their crew is always, you know, everything's well taken care of. Their animals are well taken care of. Um, Is that something that um, you look back and you're like, you know, that's kind of a a consistent theme that those successful people have? Oh, yeah,
2: 100%, man. And you know when you see somebody and they're dressed like a slob and they show up to the rodeo and they're all haggard and oh man I got drunk last night I can't wait to get on today and it's like man is is that I mean don't get me wrong some guys win that way but not very consistently Mm -hmm. or do you see the guy that shows up you know clean cut he's got a nice you know shirt on starched jeans sharp looking boots and very professional and treats everybody with respect like who are you going to want your kid to go get an autograph from yep yeah, it's it's as, as simple as that, and you know, and it, it's double sided. You like, yeah, you can people put on a show in front of the cameras in front of the crowd, but what are they like in the vehicle? You know, they could go be eighty five points sitting second in the rodeo and be like, oh man, the judges screwed me, and just be super negative about it. That's also a person you yeah. don't want to be traveled totally. with. You want to be with somebody that like, man. 85 points and sitting second, that's that's going to get me some money, man. Yep. I want to buy, <laughs> buy a steak tonight. Yep. You know, Or or say he gets bucked off, but you're 86 points. And he's like, dude, that was the rankest ride I've ever seen. Yep. Your feet were flying past your ears. You're setting <laughs> them in the neck. Hope you buy a picture from that rodeo because you rode so good. And because that positivity, that like-mindedness can that just breeds more of it. Yep, contagious. Very contagious. Yep, And that's who you want to be around. Yeah, because yeah. it's all about, you know, we always hear life's about the journey and not the destination. <laughs> yep. Literally being a rodeo cowboy, it's all about the journey. Yeah, because yep. you drive for 18 hours to get on for eight seconds. You know, if if you just live for the eight seconds, <laughs> you just wasted a whole lot of time. Yeah, You know, so <laughs> you definitely want to, excuse me, you definitely want to be around those good people. And mm-hmm. it's just like some of the best memories I've ever had Or from rodeo. Yeah. You know, and if, say, rodeo was part of the, like, my injury, and that's what caused it, like, would I go back and trade any of those memories to get my hands back? No. I'd rather keep the hands the way they are and enjoy those memories, because I've got some of the most loyal, trusting friends that I know. If I broke down, they'd be there in a heartbeat. Yep. No matter, you know, hell or high water, they'd be there. So. it's awesome. Yeah, man. That's, Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Zach, do you have anything else? Yeah well, I was just gonna say that's awesome. There's a lot of stuff that um I'm hearing from our conversations that you know, we've, I've heard, or all three of us have experienced and lived, you know, it's doing the little things right. Um, I don't know how many times I remember hearing Coach Jay and, and Coach Riser say those same things, you know, do the little things right. Um, you know, appreciating the process too. You know, this is where I started, this is what I wanted to do. And we talked about putting in the work, you know, still you, you, you were doing the practices longer than everybody else, before everybody else, um, and not, not, you know, saying, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I've done enough of that. Um... I think that's huge. That's something that uh, I try to to bring to some of the kids that I work with. So I'm, I'm going to be a teacher, so I'm student teaching right nice. now. Nice, nice. Um, and so trying to get kids to to respect those little things, you know, putting your name at the top of the paper, writing in complete sentences (laughs) has become a a little thing that kids just don't want to do anymore, right? But getting them to to understand why we do that, what these little things mean and how they add up over time um, and really shape us into these really successful uh, people and people who just, lead better lives, you know, it's just like having a positive mental attitude, showing up every day and be like, this might not be my favorite class, you know, history sucks, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to get to work and I'm going to do what they ask me to do. Um... I think is is a huge thing that everybody can can benefit from, um, and so again, our backgrounds in sports and uh, team and competitive kind of things, where we're able to bring our, our other teammates up with us and drag them up and uh, be in those those areas with them is is huge. So, trying to trying to translate that into other areas of my life as I go on. So.
2: Oh, I like it, man. I like yeah. it a lot. You know, like to piggyback off that with, you know, talk about making them little things you know, focusing on those little things because then they become bigger things. Right. Right. And that's, you know, doing them mundane things and doing that perfect practice then will become perfect habit, which then will become part of who you are as a being. And then you don't have to think about it. And then when you just have that opportunity, you just take advantage. Right. Right. But also kind of on the opposite side of the coin on the little things that, you know, I had a teacher say, don't sweat the small stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, when something bad happens, don't sweat it, move on, learn from it, move on, you know, but the only time you sweat the small stuff is it when you're working on honing your craft and sharpening that knife and honing that edge so that you could be as sharp as possible when it comes right. to game day or teaching day or being in your relationship or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So,
0: no, I definitely like that, man. Yeah. I love that too at the end there, because the, uh, that's super important. You know, you, you still got to sweat the small stuff, but I love it's it comes back to, you got to have a mentor. You got to have, you got to have yeah. people around you that can help you like, Hey, that, that situation's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't need to worry about that. But then they're yeah. like, no, you need to practice that here. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, let's see. Well, to end out Devin, we're almost at an hour. So I think that's perfect. Right on, um, yeah. right on. um for you, you've got some merch, and we're gonna get some of your, your guys' stuff, because I like it, and I like that green. Thanks, man. Um, where can people find it? Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> is that in the works? <laughs> hit you up in the DMs? <laughs> yeah, that's literally
2: what you could do, is Perfect. hit me up in the DMs. Okay. I'm in the process of building a website. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna go, right now, I'm gonna go take some pictures for it and try to get it put together. I don't, sorry for everyone listening, I don't know when it's gonna be up. That's okay. But, um, I'll definitely make sure I post it on the socials so that everyone can yeah. find it but I just wanted to get something started. You know, Something I wanted to wear something that, just like you, man, like that's a sick pullover. So, it's I
0: mean, the only one. No one else gets it. No, just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> want to arm wrestle for it? <laughs> I think
0: you'd beat me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, man, I just wanted to do something that I would like to wear. And man, it's, it's, it's fun to represent your own stuff. And yep. yeah, I'll definitely let people know and I'll let you know when I get a website cool. built. So
0: yeah. Okay, so a website's coming though. That's great. Yep. Um, and then um, where, can fi- where can people find you on social media? if they if they've never come across your show or come across you okay
2: uh facebook and instagram it's just blazing trails podcast okay you know the three words there and then uh you know you can find me on facebook Devin john riley and then on instagram just
0: Devin riley so Perfect. It, it's d e v a n r e i l l y there you go yep if they want to follow you personally you have been i mean for anyone that's curious about the clad p classic um and Devin's journey in the bodybuilding, you posted them on there, your kind of your videos and, and stuff there. So if anyone's curious, more of like the bodybuilding stuff, yeah, maybe I'll post go to your a, personal one. <laughs> I'll post a little bit. I'm not gonna do no shirtless stuff.
2: I sure. Last night I posted a video of me doing right. just going through the routine with my sweatshirt and sweats on because you can't see nothing, and it's more of a teaser. I was like, yeah. Hey, you I can just, love it. Yeah, you can see it April 17th live yep. if you want. So, yep. <laughs> No, it's it's fun, and I'm you know, and I always look at life like a book. Every chapter is something new. You know, I have the high school chapter, the college chapter, the rodeo chapter, and now it's gonna be the UPS and bodybuilding maybe, bodybuilding yep. chapter, and then I I'm so pumped i can't wait to see what the next one is love it
0: do you have any um you don't have to tell us who they are if you've got them lined up or recorded but do you have some big guests coming out and if you want to share one that's coming out soon you can but if not oh, that's man. not a big deal um i definitely need to get you guys on there so
2: we'd love to yeah we'll uh, line that up next time i'm sure i'll bring my little suitcase okay. case over okay and so uh no, I'm trying to think who I got coming up. I got one posted tomorrow. Sweet, okay. And it's uh, his name is Zach Johnson. Okay, he's he goes by the Millennial Farmer. Okay, and he's from Minnesota. And like his deal is, he wanted to educate people on farming because like just that's like awesome. anything anything that's controversial or something that people aren't educated on, you know, it's so like say hunting or farming or ranching or something that he just wanted to educate people on farming. So he gets on there and makes his YouTube channel pretty fun and he's got a podcast and I actually met him in Sheridan. I was was down at uh, Bison Union getting some coffee and I ran into him and he was talking with Bert and we sat down on the coffee, on the park bench and had some ice cream and i just reached out to him I'm like man man let's uh do a show so i talked to him for about an hour and he he had some good advice and he had some good stories to tell and that's awesome i i learned something from it so yeah it's, it's always good and you know i think to round it out like a lot of people always ask me like hey who's your favorite guest it's like well you know they, i've learned something from all of them yep you know there's definitely maybe some that stand out more than others but like I can't pick one because they've all impacted me in so many different ways. And once you interview these people, it's like, you, you have that connection. You, you built that friendship over an hour long recorded,
0: you know, interview or show or conversation. Yep. Awesome. Well, I don't know when this will come out, but, um, you know, we'll definitely share that around when you post it tomorrow. Um, well, be, yeah. well, hopefully if people miss it, you know, <laughs> you better go listen to it. Cause yeah. Anyways, it's out now. So well, there'll be more coming. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Heck yeah, man. Wherever this posts, I'll make sure to share it as well. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for making the trip over. Sounds like you guys had some other business over here, but drive safe back to Gillette if you guys are driving home tonight. Yeah, will do, man. And thanks for having me. And, man,
2: I think you got a great thing going. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Man.
1: It
2: was good to catch up. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs>